time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. A very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday. After last week's Ibrox disappointments, the push for Europe continues tomorrow lunchtime when Celtic visit the Tawdry, looking to clinch their eighth Premiership title in a row. Aberdeen don't have their selection problems to seek with injuries and suspensions decimating the squad. We'll have all the build-up plus the rest of the weekend football and the latest in the predictor. I'm Dave McDermott. Join me as ever, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And uh, Andrew, we don't want Celtic winning the party, uh, winning the title at Petaudry and parting the day long. No, no, not really. Um, but it's going to be extremely difficult for Aberdeen, uh, given the injury problems. We've got Andy Considine suspended. Uh, the one slight chink of light is that Shea Logan is back in training and may feature in the game. But it's going to be very difficult. Celtic, I think, would be quite happy to come up here and settle for a point. But I think it would be a major surprise for everyone if Celtic were to lose this one, because then it would make for a, a, a slightly negative nervy game uh, down at uh, Ibrox next weekend yeah point apiece and everyone's happy yes Celtic yes. win the title and we get another point towards Europe yeah well, that, that, that might not be such a, a bad thing um, but we've been speaking to Derek McInnes obviously in the lead up to this game he insists uh, speaking to us the main motivation is not to stop Celtic winning the title I actually don't think that comes in it too much uh, if I'm being honest you know it's certainly it's not really my thing. I'm just trying to look after Aberdeen and just trying to make sure we get the point for our cause, you know. And I'm well aware that, that um, the importance of the game for Celtic um, and uh, the focus on the game from everybody, you know, you boys and, and everybody involved in the, in the media. So I understand that, but for um, we're in our own wee bubble here, trying to chip away at getting points for what we need. And um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the players will. We'll see it the same way as I see it. And the manager will be watching from the stand tomorrow. He will be. Um, no huge surprise that the SFA took the decision they did, but surely, surely, sometime along the line, they have to look into the reasons behind Derek McInnes uh, reacting to Celtic fans. It's been going on all season. It's been deafening the silence from the authorities, and it's high time that they came out from under uh, whatever wall or, or desk that are hiding under uh, and actually address the problem because Scottish football is is being sullied big time by that and they are supposed to be the guardians of the Scottish game they're not doing anything to sort it out yeah and uh, you can be sure that whether he's in the stand or the dugout the the chance will undoubtedly be continuing tomorrow of course they will we've heard years of um, you know talk and no action about oh this is terrible well we, we must Stop doing this. We need to behave ourselves. But not, not, nothing ever gets done. They've, you know, they're going to have to um, grab the bull by the horns and actually take uh, decisive action. Otherwise, this will, will will never stop. Let's get back to uh, the game. We've already heard from uh, Derek McInnes about uh, the main motivation not being uh, to stop Celtic winning the title. Joe Lewis, however, thinks um, he would really like to see Celtic champagne remain on ice. We all go into the game looking to win the game. Obviously, they can they can win the title here, and, and I think it's pretty inevitable that they will win the title at some stage. Um, but if we can 
if we can stop that happening here and get our three points to help our cause, it's not necessarily to stop their cause, but to, you know, we, we've got our, we've got our own things to to try and achieve this season. Still, you know, the European football is hugely important for the football club, and uh, we need to secure that as soon as possible. And and three points on Saturday will go a long, to, a long way towards that. As we've mentioned, uh, Andrew, the, the injuries and suspension, the ridiculous suspension that Andy Considering has to suffer tomorrow, it has um, meant that there will be opportunities for others. Stephen Gleeson, one that springs to mind, has come in the last couple of games and has quitted himself well. Yeah, um, he's, he's not the most flamboyant of players, uh, Stephen, uh, but he gets a job done. And uh, tomorrow, I think, it, it's a, a, a day for the experienced heads to, to step up to the plate. Um, yes, you can bring in the likes of Dean Campbell. Um, given the fact that we've got no uh, wide players other than Ethan Ross fit, uh, the youngster may make his debut. Um, but... You know, it's it's going to be tough. Celtic won't be easy to play against, but they're not firing in all cylinders, and they still have big games to come between now and the end of the season. They will want to put Rangers in their place next weekend. Then they've got the Scottish Cup final after the last game of the season, and there's maybe just a, a wee glimmer of opportunity there for Aberdeen. It's going to be tough. They're a very good side, Celtic, particularly defensively. You look at Scott Bain. He's played 27 games for Celtic this season. He's kept 21 clean sheets and conceded only seven goals. Valencia are the only side that have put two goals past them all season. So that, that tells you how tight they are at the back. So it's going to be difficult for Aberdeen to break them down, but you know, hope springs eternal, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, so a big choice for, for Derek. Not a big choice in terms of um, the amount no. that he's got to choose from, <laughs> but a big choice in terms of who he plays, who he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, the manager will just have to you know, make do with, with what he has, but he admits, you know, injuries have had a huge effect on the side. Every team needs a bit of balance and we have to try and find ways that can give us a bit of what we would want. Um, and when you've got so many players out, um, it doesn't help matters. When you've got so many players of a similar type out, um, it doesn't help matters. You know, from speed of Gary and Niall and, and uh, Connor and Shinny, you know, that, that, that does make it that bit more difficult because every team needs balance. Um, but what we will try and do is try and uh, make sure we try and annoy Celtic, try and make sure we are competitive enough and good enough in possession to, to cause them problems. We only have to think back to a similar situation in the Steve Patterson era where we went down to Celtic Park with a team... A team that hardly any of us recognised that we were working at Pittardry. Young, youngsters <laughs> youngsters that uh, that was their only game in the first Absolutely. team. Yeah. Richard Buckley, for, for instance. Mm-hmm. and uh, um, Young Craig Higgins at the back. Yeah. You know, and um, Scott Muirhead. You know, there, there was any number of boys there that played that night. A fantastic uh, example to yeah. show it's 11 against 11 at the end a- of the day. Absolutely. And you cast your mind back to that game and I think we had about three players that had any real experience and 20 minutes into the game we lost one of them when Steve Dosh went off injured. So And Larson um, scored and we thought, here we go. <laughs> well, we, we started to get the calculators out and as it turned out we actually won the game. So, yeah, I mean, there's always an opportunity um, but it's going to take a superhuman effort from, from those wearing red. And I assume that... Uh, you know, uh, Scott Bain's not going to say, "Well, I want to wear a red jersey tomorrow." We're so the you're whole team, have to so we can uh, we can insist. <laughs> uh, mm. But um, uh, 
Yeah, uh, it's it's an opportunity for for young guys or, or for fringe players to come in and do their bit. Yeah, but, uh, that's it. Uh, you know, one person's dismay at being injured and missing out on a, a big occasion is somebody else's opportunity. Yeah, there are a number of uh, really talented, good, good young players that are just itching for the chance to show what they uh, can do and they will get their chance uh, thanks to the manager uh, tomorrow as for the injury situation itself though Big Joe says we just have to get on with it we are a bit thin on the on the ground really and um, it'll be like I say a good opportunity for, for lads that haven't been playing or anyone who's coming in to, to, to fill them gaps you know, especially the young lads I mean this season there's been two or three young lads really come through and showed their worth so uh, yeah that's another ex- exciting part of it and you know obviously disappointing that lads are injured but uh, on the other side of it it gives gives other people opportunities to maybe show uh, what they haven't had the opportunity to do so far Great, so far. great news with Big Joe the fact that he signed a, a five year deal which for a goalkeeper at his age you know he's still got five ex at least five very good years at the top left in him Absolutely I mean he's just turned 31 and uh, for goalkeepers nowadays uh, still playing beyond 40 is not unheard of uh, it used to be that as soon as you passed 30 that was you basically on the scrap heap but um, changes in sports science etc and players looking after themselves much better uh, mean that Joe Lewis is all set to play hopefully the five best years of his career up here in Aberdeen but it's a it's a huge um, tick in the box for uh, the football club, for the manager uh, for everybody involved at Petordi that, that a keeper of the calibre of Joe Lewis wants to stay for such a length of time. Yes, fantastic piece of business by the club it's it's wonderful. It's it's great news, and you know there's been a little bit of doom and gloom. One or two results haven't gone our way, but this was really a a shining light of of positivity, uh, and it was terrific when the news broke uh, just the other day. Let's hear from the gaffer and Joe on the deal. Couldn't be more pleased. Um, I think it's a real shot in the arm to everybody at the club, and a real boost because he's been such a significant signing for us, a key person as well as a key performer on the pitch and it's great news, it sends out a good message for everybody, reinforces the confidence and it reinforces the message that this is a good club to be at In terms of silverware, it's something we definitely need to aim for something I've just fallen short of in my time here um, but it's definitely a, an aim of, of mine to get some trophies um, and some medals in my time here uh, and there's also other things that the football clubs look forward to you know, the training ground next next season and then hopefully not too long after that the, the new stadium and the other player in the spotlight this week uh, young Lewis Ferguson uh, amongst the nominations for the PFA Young Player of the Year and well deserved well deserved and not at all uh, surprising to see uh, Lewis's name in that short list um, David Turnbull from Motherwell another who's had an excellent season Jake Hasty. A little bit surprised to see his name in there given the fact that he's only played 13 games uh, and Ryan Kent well you've got to get one from the old firm in there somewhere along the line haven't you uh, but uh, Lewis Ferguson's been outstanding uh, the fact that he came in with only 13 I think appearances for Colma- uh, for Hamilton under his belt and has been virtually an ever present for Aberdeen this season tells you the impact that he's had Yeah he's been a regular he's kept the likes of Stephen Gleeson out the side and on merit 
He's been a breath of fresh air, hasn't he? It's it's really hard to believe. You know, this every every time we talk about um, young Fergie, um, you, you know, we we always say we can't believe he's only nineteen. Such maturity for for somebody so young. He's got huge, huge potential. He can get so much better still. As for uh, the gaffer, he says, well, Fergie has just been terrific. Some good players in there, but for me, Lewis is it. Uh, the best season right from um, from uh, when he's came through from the early games against Burnley quickly establishing himself the journey he's came um, um, from a young player at Hamilton in and out of their team and not having a lot of games you know, the, the actual to where he is now uh, and how much he's managed to squeeze in um, to his season um, he deserves that nomination for me he deserves the award and hopefully that will be um, the case. Yep, fingers crossed for Lewis. We'll continue our build-up for Aberdeen against Celtic tomorrow at lunchtime after these. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. You're listening to North Sound One's Red Friday. Aberdeen entertains Celtic tomorrow at lunchtime. And Andrews, we've already heard from Joe Lewis mentioning about the, the training facility with the huge rebuilding job that the manager is going to have to do this summer. That is a real carrot for, for players. It is because, uh, you know, the modern day player now uh, is used to having a, a separate training ground long gone are the days where you, you trained in the stadium uh, so that is something that Derek McInnes can use as a, a selling point for the football club and as he says you know in the past he hasn't been able to do that but even though it's it's still a site uh, in progress at the moment it's something that people can see is going to come to fruition sooner rather than later and uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting next season operating in two different campuses as it were um, for the players but uh, as you say it's, it is a, a big thing uh, that you can dangle in front of a, a player who's maybe swithering as to whether he wants to move, move to the North East Yeah, moving to a new stadium is a a carrot has been thrown down to players right back to Derek White <laughs> who <laughs> yeah, retired long before anything actually happened but now that there's something to actually take potential signings to that, that must be hugely uh, satisfying for the manager yeah, Dave. Like, like Andrew uh, points out there, you, you know this. This is all tangible. This is, you know, solid work, ongoing, not just plans on a on a piece of paper. And it's all so positive, isn't it? And Derek McInnes says progress at Kingsford will have a major impact on his plans. Been able to um, take potential signs to the, the site. You know, even you know, and show them the plans. That's something that we've uh, not been able to do clearly um, of late. Um, so even being able to do that recently um, is uh, is a positive. Um, and they're cracking on with that. And hopefully, as I say, it'll be ready on schedule. And uh, you know, it is exciting um, that we uh, we will have a home to train at every every day and uh, and a base um, what we can call our own. And um, you know, it's a real positive for the club like that. So any potential new signing will be, uh, rather than avoiding the subject as we have done in the past, it's uh, one of our first protocols um, uh, when we get them up to Aberdeen. 
Let's hear from Celtic boss Neil Lennon. They're going for third place, you know, and um, Pedodri's always a you know, difficult place to go. Derek, oh, thanks, don't know. You know, I've made no secret of my admiration for what Derek's done there. So I'm expecting a very tough game. Resolute team, got goals in them, you know, good athleticism, and they've given us plenty of problems over the last few seasons, so... Again, it's just been a quiet week in terms of preparing as best we can, getting the squad ready, just staying calm and um, focusing on one game at a time. And we know what's required. We know we just need a point, but we're not going up there to hold on for a jaw. We can't play that way. We're not programmed that way, so we're going to try and go and win the game. OK, we'll come to the predictor very shortly after we've heard from the kid in the kit room. Jeff, guess what? I'm going to be a jamble this weekend because I want Hearts to be Chris Boyd, Sumo, what we call him, Sumo's team. This will be a challenging one for the Dons because they've got Celtic. I think the score will be... Win the Aberdeen. Celtic might let us win to be ahead of Rangers and be second. Well, unfortunately, we can't <laughs> say but uh, be second anymore. But uh, yes, uh, uh, e- evening boy, if you're listening. Yes. <laughs> Hearts 2, Sumo's team 1. So, <laughs> right, anyway, um, predictor now, uh, Andrew. Yeah, scores it scores in the doors from last week. Neil Simpson, representing the Red Army, got five points to move them to 129, still in fourth place. Dave G, by backing your Tayside teams, I'm afraid that, <laughs> that came unstuck. Uh, you only scored one point. Damn you're, it. You're in third place in 145. Dave, you got four points, so you're in 148. I got three points. I'm also in 148, so we're tied at the top Oof. ok we'll get you guys one to watch when we predict the Aberdeen Celtic game but we'll start off Dave with the, another of your Tayside teams Dundee It's well it looks as though they are doomed but they've got uh, one final last chance against Hamilton tomorrow yeah well as you know I predicted the Dundee win at Motherwell last weekend it, it, it really should have been but the Dark Blues were architects of their own downfall yet again they've only got themselves to blame you know you score three goals you hit the post twice and you still get beaten. Yeah, I, I totally agree they are doomed to relegation. But I feel they can dig out a win tomorrow. The question is, will they? I'll stick my neck out and go for 2-1 Dundee. OK, I should have said that the STV's Chris Harvey will represent the Red Army shortly. Andrew Dundee against Hamilton. Dave said, will they? No, they won't. <laughs> 3-1 Hamilton for me. OK, I've gone uh, 1-1 in that one. Andrew, Hearts against Kilmarnock. Well, as the kid in the kit room said, we're all Hearts fans tomorrow because uh, we hope that Kilmarnock don't close any gap that there is between us and them, depending on how our game goes. Uh, Hearts are a different animal at Tynecastle. There's no getting away from that. Uh, they're going to be playing in grass, Kilmarnock. Um, they're always good value, but I think the physicality of Hearts might just upset them tomorrow. 2-1 Hearts. Dave? Hearts with a good fight back to draw with Hibbs last time out. Killy will be looking to keep the pressure on Aberdeen in the fight for third place. I think Kilmarnock will win 2-1. I've gone 2-1 Hearts as well. Stay with you, Dave, for Motherwell St Mirren. Well, an impressive fight back uh, by the well against Dundee last weekend. With 10 men, they still managed to conjure up a 95th minute winner despite trailing twice. David Turnbull, we've mentioned him already. Andrew mentioned him. The youngster really looks an excellent player, a great prospect. I'm going to go 2-1 Motherwell and Andrew I think uh, Motherwell might just go one better than that 3-1 
Okay, I've gone 1-1. One, one. Andrew St. Johnston, Livingston. <laughs> the one game that really doesn't matter at all this weekend, isn't it? Um, both play- sides playing for pride. I think it will be a share of the spoils, 1-1. One, one. Dave? Yeah, that's exactly what I've got. It, it won't be scintillating soccer, 1-1 one, one for me. I've gone 1-0 St. Johnson on Sunday, Dave. Rangers against Hibs. Well, the high bees, as we know, we've touched on this many times, revitalised under Paul Heckenbottom. They've had a very good run of results with him in the dugout. They'll be frustrated at only drawing with Hearts last weekend despite taking the lead. They missed a penalty to boot. I fancy them to get a 2-1 win at Ibrox. Andrew? I think it's going to be a reversal. I think uh, Rangers at home will be just too strong for Hibs and uh, they're bound to get a penalty or two or three or four in the game. Uh, 2-1 to Hibs. I've gone to... uh, 2-1 to Hibs. No, no, sorry, 2-1 Rangers. Yeah, I was going Mm -hmm. to say that doesn't quite tie in with what I've got written here. Uh, I've gone 2-1 to Rangers as well. Uh, and uh, Andrew, staying with you for the biggie, Aberdeen against Celtic, your one to watch and prediction. Uh, one to watch, uh, I'm going to go for Scott McKenna. Um, he'll have a job in his hands keeping Odson Edward quiet. I think he might just manage to do that. Uh, but as I've said earlier on, uh, I think both sides would be quite happy to settle for it being a 1 1 draw. Dave Uh, Joe Lewis for me one of the best keepers in Scotland undoubtedly he could be a very busy man tomorrow but he can keep the champions at bay I'm sure of that he's certainly got that in his locker as for the game well Aberdeen as we know they've got all these injury problems they'll be very keen to edge closer to a place in the Europa League however and also as we've touched on delay the Hoops title party I think we'll manage the former but not the latter I'm also going for 1-1 and I'm going for 1-1 as well let's get the Red Army this week as predicted by Chris Harvey looking at the scoreline predictions for the weekend then Saturday we've got Dundee facing Hamilton I actually think with a little bit of the pressure off now everyone's written them off now the fact they're at home I think they actually might do something. I'm going for a Dundee win here, 3-1. Hearts against Kilmarnock? Hearts, they'll be um, a bit annoyed. It's not been the season that they were hoping for. Kilmarnock, desperate to overtake Aberdeen and get that final European spot. Killy, I quite fancy them to get something. They're a bit of a draw specialist. I'm going for 1-1. Motherwell, they play St Mirren? Motherwell, I mean, gosh, J.K. State, David Turnbull, they've just got some outstanding young players. St Mirren battling for their lives. I still fancy Motherwell just to be physically too strong for them, and I'm going Motherwell 2-0. St Johnston taking on Livingston. St Johnston, they can't do any better than finish best of the rest. Livingston, still a chance that they could uh, creep up a little bit towards um, the likes of Motherwell and St Johnston before the end of the season. But Saints, I just fancy them to be too strong at home. I'm going for 1-0. Match of the weekend, we have Dons and Celtic. I think there's a lot of pride at stake here for the Dons. Celtic will be coming. The fans will be hoping for a title party. But do you know what? There's going to be a staunch action here from the Aberdeen players to avoid that happening. And I actually think it'll end up being a draw. 1-1. And then finally on Sunday, we have Rangers taking on Hibs. Rangers, well, they should against Aberdeen. They can grind it out. Two penalties, even when they're not playing their best. Hibs, again, if they take their chances, they've got goal scorers at the top end of the pitch, they've got energy in midfield, I think they could win 1-0. Okay, Chris Harvey there with the predictions, and uh, Dave, uh, the funeral today of uh, Billy McNeil, which was uh, it was a who's who of uh, Scottish football. Yeah, I, I- an absolute uh, legend, one of the greatest players ever to, to kick a ball in Scotland. Uh, thousands were paying the last respects to him today in uh, Glasgow. Among them, Gothenburg great Alex McLeish. Well, he gave him a debut at Aberdeen. 
Church and I'll never forget that day walking in on uh, New Year's Day and he was waiting for me at the doors at the third and said, uh, and I said to him, Happy New Year boss and he says, Happy, Happy New Year yourself big man, you're playing tomorrow. <laughs> And uh, played against them the United, won 1-0, 25,000 crowd. And I thought I was being a team for good, but he dropped me the next game. <laughs> he says, look, I'm glad in you, I'm, I'm going to, I don't want to rush you too early. And it was great management skill. All the best to Peter Head tomorrow. They'll be League Two champions if they win at Queen's Park. And it's also a big day, Andrew, for Cove Rangers. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm sure Balmoral Stadium will be packed to the gunnels. Uh, there'll be plenty of people trying to be getting across as quickly as possible from Pataudry after the Celtic game. Cove, of course, leading 2-1 in the, the Pyramid playoff uh, after the first leg against East Kilbride. But assistant manager Graham Matheson's warning, the tie's far from over. That's what we said to players all the way through. It was only half-time on Saturday, um, and now it's a big second half. And I'm, I'm pretty sure East Kilbride will probably come to us thinking they've got a chance. We're getting that late, a, a goal late on. And if they came here 2-0, they may have been thinking, well... This is going to be a tough day, but I think we're getting a late goal. They'll, they'll be a wee bit more confident in getting a result, but um, it's, us to us to, it's up to us to... We've, we've done well at Balmoral all season. We've defended really well and had a lot of good wins there, so we'll just have to look to try and carry on that same sort of home form. So make it a double tomorrow. Aberdeen against Celtic at 12.30, followed by 3 o'clock kick-off for Cove Rangers against East Cobride. All the best to the Dons and to Cove. Have a great weekend. See you next week. We'll be live from Pitaudry next Friday night. Bye-bye. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.